0: Hello, happy people. Welcome to the Profitable Happiness Podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Pillay with the Profitable Happiness Podcast, and it is my pleasure to introduce you to author, book publisher, and entrepreneur, Wayne Vanderwall. Wayne, how are you doing today? Wonderful, Dr. Pillay. Thank you for having me. Oh, that's excellent. Wayne, it is a pleasure to meet you. And we were introduced by a fellow podcaster and business entrepreneur, um, who basically said, you got to meet this guy, this is gonna be a great interview. And we took the chance, we started the conversation. And I'm so glad you're here. Because I think your story touches the heart, right? You are the author of a book about Christmas, which I just think is amazing how many people do that. And you were inspired by your own family and sharing it with your children. You got to tell us how you arrived at this whole business of publishing books and especially the topic of Santa Claus.
1: Okay. Thank you uh, again for having me. So it all started back in 2008. I had uh, gone through a divorce uh, after 16 years of marriage. So worst year of my life Uh, It's horrible. Uh, and I, I realized I had two choices. I had, I, I had two children, uh, a daughter age 11 and a son age 9. And I had two choices, either get bitter or get better. And I, I chose better, thankfully. And so that I spent that year, first year, just focusing on myself, trying to be as healthy as I could be, learn from my experiences, and uh, and be there for my kids and make sure they were as healthy as they could be under the circumstances and and have a great life and and so uh so thankful i did that and really uh, dug into my christian faith as well so that christmas season rolled around and i was really disillusioned with the whole uh materialism of the christmas season and uh so i i set out to make it more meaningful to my kids so i started doing more research about christmas and santa claus and Saint Nick, and I always knew there's a connection between Saint Nick and Santa Claus, but I didn't really know much. And so, after learning uh, more about uh, Saint Nicholas, I was, and uh, uh, I couldn't believe what a great story he had, an unbelievable, inspiring story he had. He was uh, born a couple of centuries after Jesus. Uh, he lived in a he was a Christian uh, in a Christian family in a Greek culture. And uh, in a, under Roman rule, but yet they were, they were wealthy. These Christian, his Christian family was wealthy, which was unreal. Uh, long story short, his parents uh, died when he was young. He inherited everything they had. Uh, and so he felt called by God to give it all away to the poor, sick, and suffering, And, uh, and which is what he did. And that started the whole tradition of Santa Claus saint nicholas being a giver being generous and he blessed lots of people of course children sailors prisoners all kinds of people and uh and he lived on a uh, port on the mediterranean back at that time that was the center of the world and so he met sailors and people from all around the world that took back the legend of uh, saint nicholas back to their place and now there's thousands of saint nicholas churches all around the world you know just this one man had so much influence from his generosity and and so that was the, the story I got to share with uh, my children that Christmas, and it just made Christmas that much more meaningful mm-hmm. and He went on to be persecuted for his faith and spent time in prison and and had a real colorful life, uh, but he overcame it with faith and love and joy and uh, and so that was the message for me and my kids that that first christmas and and it just made Christmas more meaningful, which caused us to do you know go out and, and feed the homeless and do shoeboxes, Operation Shoebox, send goodies to kids around the world and and do little nice things for the neighbors and and just, uh, you know, show, show love and gratitude towards others. And uh, so just changed our Christmas from there on. And, and it was just real meaningful. Uh, his story just wouldn't go away. It was a movie in my head. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go out and make a movie. Uh, so over the next seven years, I... <laughs> I wrote the Gospel of Santa Claus, yeah. uh, inspired by the true story of St. Nicholas. It took me seven years. I I'm, I was a school psychologist. I just retired this summer. But I just didn't have time to write during the school year, so I only wrote during Christmas, Easter, and summer vacations. So it took seven years to, to write it and then a few years to publish it, edit it, and publish it. Um, and so that, that's how all, this whole entrepreneurial thing started for me and, and becoming my own business person. and and then eventually started my own publishing company. You know, I, I just find it fascinating how,
0: um, you know, your story arrived, you know, you, you go from that difficult experience of, of a divorce and, um, uh, you know, <laughs> one has to experience that to know just how difficult it can be, yeah. um, but it, it pushed you into a good thing. You know, it's, you know how they say sometimes it, it, it's from the mud that we produce beautiful flowers. Right. Um, you know, now you find yourself in this this place where you're an author uh, yourself in your own right. And I'd love to learn more about the book, but you're also a book publisher for other people. And and um, of course, you you have your mental health pub, uh, profession and background that you're still a part of. Tell me a little bit about each of those different pursuits and and how those represent each you know a different part of your passion that you're pursuing now that you're frankly going for what's truly yours you know what's your heart tell us a little bit about each of those
1: yeah you know, it's just in my heart to, to be a helper I, I just love to help people it makes me feel good so yeah. maybe that's selfish but you know it is what it is i just love to help people and it, it blesses people and and by blessing them, I'm blessed. And so it's just neat. And so, so with the books, you know, the Gospel of Santa Claus, you know, that's to, to make the meaning of Christmas more uh, powerful and illuminating, you know, the season even more for, for people who celebrate. Uh, and then my second book, uh, Beware Corky the Yorkie, uh, is a sock thief. is based on a, a little four-pound dog I had that I inherited from my mom. And the purpose of that book is to uh, – Entertain and teach children, you know, school psychologists, anything I do has a teaching component to it. So, uh, not only is it a a cute little story, but at the end, I have uh, ABCs, one, two, threes, writing, shapes, colors, all kinds of learning activities, you know, because it's so important for pre K and kinder to get those foundational skills uh, to build on for for reading and, and academic success. So, you know, those are just passions I have for children for, uh, for those who celebrate Christmas. So that's the author part of me, you know, I'm not to write something that I don't, my heart's not into it. I don't have a passion. I just couldn't do. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's an old saying, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. There you go. And, uh, so that's, that's kind of what I'm doing in my retirement now is uh, if I write something, it's going to be from my heart.
0: Yeah. You know, on that note, um, Several people have told me in the past that a lot of my songs sound like they could be targeted towards children because I write happy songs okay yeah and I love I, that I, one happy song that's yeah, called a happy song yeah exactly <laughs> you actually mentioned that my song it's yeah. actually called I got happy and I got happy, is, happy that's what it is yeah, yeah. It's targeted towards happiness but a lot of people have told me this could be a children's uh, thing tell me what um has inspired you to be a children's author now because this is your second book going in that direction and do you plan to stay in that realm or or, or are you going to be doing other things?
1: I think it's just where, where I'm at in life. So with the gospel of Santa Claus and the season and, and trying to share with my children, it's actually a historical novel. Mm-hmm. So it's really written from middle school and higher, but my, okay. my hope and, and dream is that families will read it together to discuss important issues mm-hmm. about life and death and, and giving and, and treating other people, uh, you know, Love, love others as you love yourself and all, all those, uh, you know, important principles you know, yeah, that we yeah. should be living by. Yeah. Uh, and and then the quirky book, just, I, I was thinking about my mom and thinking about the dog and, and how cute he was and how cute. he's like a rock star. I mean, he's only like this big, but people were just like cr- crazy. over him. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so I decided this little, like a Dr. Seuss rhyme with him. You know, one sock, two sock, you know you to do, 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 and uh, so it's kind of the book's kind of a like a Dr. Seuss rhyme teaching counting and colors and patterns and whatnot. yeah, yeah. and uh, so that was just it was just something, and then you know me retiring uh, this past summer, uh, you know it was like i I want to make an impact with kids, you know, I, I did it for twenty seven years, uh, but there's something i I, I want to give back to them where it will go on even after my retirement and yeah. beyond, you know, my life. Yeah. And so my next book, yeah, I have it in my head. And it's actually uh, for, it'll be for adults. It'll be a kind of a heavy uh, political one uh, about the working titles. Let's save the planet. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. so it's going kind to of be, you know, talk about all the, all the things going on in the world right now and, and how, how from my perspective, we could improve the world. Yeah. Yeah. and so um,
0: yeah so 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 let's let's talk about book publishing because um in fact with book publishing and your mental health profession you obviously have clients out there that that you focus on can you tell us a little bit about the kinds of people you work with or or for in 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 however you describe that what kind of challenges they have that you, you solve for them and maybe how, how you actually help them with both the book publishing and then on the other side with the, um, uh, the, the mental health profession side.
1: Yeah, Yeah. so the publishing, it was me learning through trial and error and learning from people helping me yeah. uh, with the process. And, uh, and I've learned quite a bit. I'm a student learner. I'll, learn, I'll be a learner for life. Yeah. And I think that's what the average entrepreneur probably is probably like has that uh, characteristic, you know, t- the love of learning. Yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, just learning this whole process of publishing. Uh, you know, I like to uh, share my knowledge and, and I'm always running into people who, uh, when I mention about book publisher, or I've authored a book, you know, oh, I've always wanted to write a book. And, And I believe everybody has a book in them Mm -hmm. and uh, but not everybody knows how to go about doing it. It's it's very intimidating and they don't even know where to begin. And so that, so that's kind of my target audience with my publishing company is to help the average Joe, just like uh, me or the plain Wayne like me and uh, help them navigate and, you know, with the editing and, and formatting and, and cover design and interior and exterior and, just help them uh, with it at an affordable, hopefully an affordable price uh, so they can live that dream and and get that book out. And whether it's just something personal, they they wanted to do to pass down their around their family or endow the generations, or if it's something they they wanted to uh, make commercial uh, that uh, I'll be able to help them with that. So that's kind of my target audience. That is just the average person who's always wanted to write a book. And yeah, I'll help them make it happen.
0: Yeah, no, that that's, that's, uh you know, powerful. I've, I've written six books now. I've uh, self-published each one of them. I've become a little bit of a, a learner like you, uh, you know, and a little bit of an expert at, at doing this, but there's yeah, always sure. the problem of marketing. So even after yeah. you've got the book done, do you also help your, your clients with, marketing their books because that that really i think is probably as big a problem if not bigger than the making of a book
1: yeah marketing is a whole other animal for sure and uh i i direct them in the right uh direction as far as that with with amazon and kdp select or you know whatever i ask them what they want to do where they want to go with it and then we take it from there and i i just kind of advise them but But i'm not there yet with the marketing i'm still dialing that in myself
0: yeah yeah no Uh, to a certain extent i hear you and and that's (laughs) you know you know we all do different things you know i'm curious you've retired but you've kept some uh of the mental uh, uh mental health focus is that is that something that you did not retire
1: from is that a separate business unit that you're focused on right now yeah, it's a separate business. I, I call it Wave Life Enhancement. Wave is my initials, W-A-V. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's kind of like a life coach, but I didn't want to use the word coach. And uh, so life enhancement. And so it's basically helping people uh, take that next step. You know, they might be stuck in a rut uh, or not sure where they want to go, help them f- figure out their vision. Their, and then we bring come up with some goals and then uh, discuss on and work on how to achieve those goals is is what, uh, that is. And again, it's just, uh, it's that personal connection. You know, the books are, I'm not personally involved. I I like that contact. And I miss that, you know, with being in the schools and with the students and staff, that personal connection. So that gives me an opportunity to, to continue that. And, and I have, uh, I'm involved with some ministries. I do jail ministry at our local jail here in Reno, Nevada. And then I also, uh, have done divorce care. That's an important uh, ministry that I've had in the past, and with COVID, it's been tough to do. Yeah. Uh, but um so, yeah, it's just always my—I'll always be a helper. I'll always help people. You know, I, I've been blessed, and I want to bless others. And and mental health is a constant thing. I mean, even as mental health professionals, we have to—we have to take priority, take care of our own mental health, and. And in turn help others, uh, because you know it, it's easy, especially in these times. You, you hear we, we hear about all the COVID deaths, and and it's sad and tragic. Uh, but even bigger than what's happening with that is uh, that we don't hear much about is the mental health aspect of all of this, with all the self quarantining and, and closures and restrictions of depression, suicide, domestic violence, child abuse. Uh, you know, people losing their businesses, their livelihoods, family. I mean, there's just so much more on the mental health, uh, in the mental health realm going on right now, uh, that, you know, doesn't get talked about as much. And so, yeah, yeah, I'll always be a part of that for sure. Yeah, no, that, that, that makes,
0: that makes total sense. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I, I I wonder if, Let's talk about, you know, mental health a little bit more, if you don't mind, because I think that, you know, this COVID-19 thing, um, not a lot of people realize that some people lost so much. They lost jobs, they lost lives, they lost well-being. And those people who are still doing okay may not realize how bad it got for so many other people. What are your thoughts about where the world is really today? And I know you're writing another book that's going to address some of these issues. But what are your thoughts about just the well-being of the world today?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Personally, I, I feel a lot of it has to do with the loss of family values. Mm. To me, it all starts with the family. And, and it starts with the husband and wife loving each other, treating each other with respect, you know, again, speaking from experience, divorce, yeah. you know, learn from my mistakes and, uh, you know, but that's so important. That's number one, is the uh, building up the family again and, and, and really placing emphasis on the family being a, a an important unit for a, the culture and the country. And so, Again, emphasizing healthy marriages, good marriages, committed marriages, and that's just going to trickle down to the children. You know, when they see uh, when they're being loved, when they see mom and dad loving on each other and being healthy, and and uh, you know, good times or bad, they're they're sticking together and and uh, being committed to each other, and that it's just going to rub off on the kids, and the kids are going to have that security, whether whether dad lost his job or, or, you know, mom, or whatever the situation is that that cohesiveness of the family is so important. And, and, and not just the, the immediate nuclear family, but then that extended family. And, and, you know, in this, this world in in our culture, you know, so many people fanned out, you know, it used to be everyone grew up in the same area neighborhood or whatever, you know, now, you know, we're in a mobile society where everyone's, you know, taken off. I know I'm from back east and living on the west coast. Uh, all my family's back there. So my kids get excited when we uh, go back to see cousins and aunts and uncles. And they love that. They, they get excited for it. And, and so, you know, to me, that's one of the biggest issues is family and, and the emphasis and importance of family. Because you have a healthy family. You have healthy parents healthy husband and wife, the kids are going to be healthy. And uh, and then it's just going to, you know, filter out to the neighborhoods, their friends, and, and the schools and the teachers. And, you know, it's just going to change society. I just feel like the family hasn't been emphasized. Uh, at all. In fact, family values have been lost yeah. Uh, yeah. over the decades. So what's
0: your thought on personal happiness and how our happiness can lead to not only better lives, but also more profitable lives. Um, you know, we talked about, that's my favorite topic, but I always love to, to hear the experiences of other entrepreneurs who, who are following their passion and have achieved that place of, of professional and personal happiness. What do you think is the link
1: between those two? Well, a big thing is, uh, you know, thankfulness. You know, Thanksgiving, that's one of my favorite times of year because it, it forces all of us to, to focus on being thankful, thankful for family, friends, uh, jobs, yeah. what our country we're living in, whatever. But thankfulness is so key uh, that to go through our day and instead of focusing on, on what we don't have, focusing on what we do have, even as little as it might be, and be thankful we have even that. And so, so to me, that's just foundational to be thankful is foundational. And when you're thankful, your heart, your heart can't help but be, uh, giddy, happy, Mm -hmm. uh, uplifted. And, uh, so as far as passions to me, that's just foundational thankfulness, but then as far as, uh, happiness or profitable happiness, uh, my, my kids, they're in their 20s now, but when they were graduating high school, throughout high school, I kept telling them, you know, just follow your passion. Just do what you have passion for. They both graduated from high school, and both of them were like, we don't have a passion. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, here we go. So I said, well, they want to go to college. They knew they wanted to go to college. I said, just start college, just start taking different classes and seeing what, what sticks and Three majors later, each of them found their passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter's in photography. She loves it. And my my son, he's in biblical studies, but he also loves to be uh, in front of the camera and behind the camera. And so they both have these creative uh, parts to them. that, And now they found their passion. They just love what they're doing. And they enjoy it. And so that's... Uh, uh, as I said earlier, if you love what you're doing, you you won't work a day in your life. And yeah. so that's kind of what they're discovering. And, and I always said, you know, don't worry about the money. The money will figure itself out. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what they're discovering, you know, that they're just learning as much as they can about whatever their, their passions are and the money will figure it out down the road. My son has his own little podcast so he can teach me, you know, <laughs> when I'm ready for something like that. And, yeah. and uh, but yeah, that's a big thing and being a lifelong learner, you know, that that just embrace learning and especially in this way, you know, I just think of your six books and and your your businesses, consulting businesses, how much you've had to learn. You have you have your PhD and that took you so far, but now you've been living it and now you're constantly learning, especially with all this media stuff. There's yeah. so many uh, platforms now, you know, with Twitter, Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, partner, Facebook, you know, all these new ones. And I mean, it's it's constantly learning. And then all the retailing sites, Amazon, Ingram Sparks, uh, audio books, I mean, it, yeah. it just goes on and on and on. And you have to enjoy learning.
0: Yeah, you have to yeah. You have to. In fact, one of the things uh, I I like to say is that the best thing my Ph.D. experience taught me was how to learn how to learn. Yeah. It didn't teach me anything that I'm actually using now. It taught <laughs> me how to learn what I'm what I'm doing. So now I'm a, like you, uh, I learn how to write a book. So do that I learn how to do business. So I do that. And it's just really learning, learning, learning is a powerful thing. And not everyone knows how to learn, you know, which is inter- interesting. But, you know, tell us how people can find you, connect with you, uh, learn from you, work with you, if possible, with your book publishing um, and uh, your other pursuits. What's the best way for people to find you online?
1: Well, there's uh, thegospelofsantaclaus.com. Okay. And so you can reach me there. And that tells a lot about the different books. But I have a contact through there. And then I I just started my new website, waynevanderwalt.com. And it just okay. started. I haven't put up my uh, wave life enhancement link yet on there. That's uh, something I'll probably have my web person do this week. Um, but yeah, Wayne Vanderwall, V-A-N-D-E-R-W-A-L. Is that
0: you uh, sitting and fishing? Yeah, you're looking at the website. Now? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. That was a picture. That's the Lake
1: Shasta in California. It was beautiful. In fact,
0: day. one thing I was going to tell you is that you have a peace about you, you have a certain quiet and, and sort of peace of spirit. Uh, I, I admire that uh, in anyone. And it's something I think we, we should all strive for is to find that place where we're, we're home, you know, we're okay. So thank you for sharing that. Um, okay. So I will have uh, the Wayne Vanderwall and also the um, The Gospel of Santa Claus websites and of course your your linkedin uh link as well since we met on linkedin and i just want to wish you the very best thank you so much for being a guest on our show
1: yeah thank you dr pile and I, I so appreciate the opportunity and it's wonderful meeting you and and uh you know it's a great thing about this uh, being entrepreneurs and doing what you're doing connecting you know professionals with professionals and just seeing who else is out there and what they're doing and, and just making a difference in the world is really what it is
0: yeah and and what you're I, doing. yeah and if i may be so bold as to tell an amazon number one bestseller author of the gospel of santa claus merry <laughs> christmas
1: merry christmas thank <laughs> you yeah absolutely merry christmas and happy new year
0: okay you take care we'll talk soon
1: thank you so much
0: Bye-bye. okay bye thanks for tuning in to the profitable happiness podcast For more episodes, visit DrPillai.com. And remember, get happy first and success will follow.